down for me. Switched up, they was looking down on me. Now I'm up, wish you would've stuck with me. Now you stuck, cause somebody else hating every time I look up. Can't keep me down. Back for another episode with Wild Out with Tart, the most unapologetic podcast in the game. I'm here with my man, man. My man, man. My man, man. I didn't know how I was going to follow up the Dear Mama episode, but I personally believe that this is a great follow-up because this brother uh, has been very influential to me in my journey in Islam and... Uh, I ain't even gonna, I ain't even gonna, you know, cap no more. You know what I'm saying? Hey, introduce yourself, bro. What up, though, y'all? This uh, song like to the believers, uh, striving believers out there in the world. It's your brother Jermaine Carey, aka Big Fresh, aka Eastside Fresh. You know what I'm saying? Aka Brother Fresh. Whatever you want to say, man. Just don't leave. Just don't leave out the fresh. You know what I'm saying? Okay, yeah, Big Fresh, Eastside Fresh. You hear me? You know what I'm saying, yes. I'm gonna jump right into it on this episode, man. So. You were born into Islam, correct? Mama and pappy. Okay. And your 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 family came from the nation. My father came from he he joined the Dean. Well he joined the Nation of Islam. I say the Dean because he it led him to where he went where he at when he passed. But he joined the Nation of Islam about nineteen sixty late sixty. Uh, my mama said seventy. I'm making my daddy sell like sixty seven, so he was like 15, 16 when he joined the nation, which was a which was a lot of going on, which was popular at the time because a lot of the elders, when I talked to them, they joined the nation around their teenagers because they was influenced by Malcolm X. Okay, okay. So that's when Malcolm was running around the city, you know, bigging up the, you know what I'm saying, building the nation and, you know, everybody hearing them speak from all over the country. And well, yeah, everybody. When Malcolm X was the, uh, when you talk to, not just my father, but when you talk to a lot of the elders that's in the community right now that's still alive, Malcolm X was they was they was the idea. Now it's the that you know the fitness and stuff like that um, played a part into a lot of things that's popping. But uh, what that popped off. But <clears throat> at the same time, I know he's a football Malcolm X. But like with long story short, to lead to that, he left the nation around. He left the the nation when Wolf Dean took over. Okay. Then he went over to he followed behind John Muhammad. So my father was like a um, student minister, mm-hmm. and he was a um, FOI in, John, in Temple Number Eight. That's you know John Muhammad is Elijah Muhammad's baby baby uh, brother. Right. So my father was there. He was like one of the ministers at, over there. Temple. Oh my bad, at Temple Number Eight. <clears throat> okay. Okay. So, uh, like I say, so born into this line, born into the dean. You've been you know grew up Muslim, raised Muslim your entire life, right? Mm-hmm. And. So I, I converted, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to tell my conversion story at the end. But the best analogy that I came up with in my own mind about uh, Islam and about, you know, uh, about the believers is mm-hmm. it's like vampires, right? So it's like pure bloods and the converts are those that was bitten, <laughs> right? <laughs> so you got the people who are born Muslim, they are the pure bloods. Then you have the people who converted and they'll be the bitten vampires. Okay. So that's kind of like the the relationship that I've experienced. Now, I, don't, I can't say that this is true for everybody, but this has been my experience. Like, okay, you converted at this age or you converted at that age or you converted because you went to prison or you converted for whatever reason or you was, you know, with the sisters or you converted for this man. And it, it was like, for just from my experience, it was like a lot of people born into the dean mm-hmm. didn't take converts as serious. 
So what's your take on that? Like, how do you feel about that? It could it could be it could be truth and it's truth in that. Okay, but it's the truth. It's truth in everybody' uh, observation because that's the way they that's the way they uh, perceive it. That's the way that the perception that was implied to them. You know what I'm saying? So I can't. I'm at age now. I can't tell nobody how they feel. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and that's how you feel. That's how you feel. I know for my niggas. You know what I'm saying? How we grew up. I mean, a lot of cats took shahada because of us. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I can't really um, relate to that, but I, I hear it. I've seen, like, the, the venom some sisters put on other sisters. But on the flip side, that venom came from because niggas weren't treating them right, so they was bringing in other things, sisters off the streets and 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 and, and, and um, involve them in, in fitting that they probably shouldn't have been involved in. So a lot of that, so a, lot, a lot of that perception came in from, you know, what I'm saying just niggas being niggas. Okay. But for the most part, um, I wouldn't agree to that because you gotta think of. I mean, I wouldn't agree f- f- fully to it. Mm-hmm. But you gotta think about it. Um, my parents was converts. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Our parents, my, you know, what I'm saying every right. every in America, it's very rare you see a, a general. You see. For some, I'm 40, 41. So you see somebody around my age that come from three or four generations of Muslims. Mm-hmm. It happens. Like the people that was from the nation and in the, in the, are earlier in the dean from back in the Detroit's got a long history of Islam. Super long. You know history. what I'm saying? Over a hundred, over hundreds of years. Right, and people don't know that. Right, right. So, so um, it is multi-generational Muslims in, in in Detroit. Okay. I know. I grew up with a lot of them. Okay. So, so it, I can't. My experience is that. I can't fully agree with that because we always, our our crew, our Jamaat, our little whatever we had going on, thickened because of us in, b- being involved in bringing in other brothers. Right, convert. Streets, you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Just go ahead, my bad. So, uh, so just what's your personal take on, you know, do you see a difference or do you view a difference in you know, a born Muslim and a convert? I think it is it is a difference as far as the view, the world view. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh Alhamdulillah, I wasn't, I'm, my, anybody know my mama, you know what I'm saying, uh, she was, she was a gangster, you know what I'm saying, so, uh, she wasn't really, she wasn't really, uh, when I say gangster, I mean the part, she just, she just lived her life, she was, she was really about whatever she was about, right, right, we had some gang shit, <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, we wasn't, we wasn't sheltered, right, right? so my, I wasn't, a, I wasn't a Muslim, well, I wasn't because I was a rebel. So I, I was, I would go live with my auntie, live with my daddy, live with my um, grandmama, granddaddy. So I, I had a, I went to church and all that. You know what I'm saying? I grew up in the church as much as I grew up in the in the in the, the temple and in the, in the in the mosque, right? Right. So I don't have a, I don't have that closed off, boxed off mentality that a lot of born Muslims have. And so when they get out in the world, them niggas don't know how to act. The girls when they get out in the world. They looser than the loose, you know what I'm saying? Oh, they because they just don't, they don't, they wouldn't, they didn't have the type of, um, they didn't have the type of lessons taught to them of what's going to happen when they get out and when they get out and smell these streets. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so they got a perception of sometimes a lot of people, sisters in the den grew up princessy. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure you've been around that. And a lot of dudes grew up with the sister, with this, this thing where they think they could just be. They don't have the same. They the same lessons wasn't applied to sisters that was applied to brothers. Let's say that right, right. But niggas can do anything they want to do, and one day just get you a good sister. Sisters 
closed off, separated from everything under the sun, sometimes to a point of neglection. And Absolutely. Then you just get you a husband, and life just gonna be a fairy tale. That's, that's foolishness, right? That is ridiculous. Because you're still in this world, right? So, I mean, a lot, a lot of born Muslims grew up to a lot of heartbreak and expectation, heartbreak from false expectations, right? Yes. You be jaded, yeah. you know what I mean. You you you, you so turn now, jaded. So right? now, so now look 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 when you go on go on Facebook. But Facebook is like because I don't be on Twitter. Twitter too nasty. So you go on Facebook. <laughs> Facebook is like a clear indicator of the state of black Muslims. It's embarrassing at times, right? Mm-hmm. Because all you hear is about complaints about marriage, right? Battle of the sexes all the time. Battle of the sexes. I wish these brothers are blah 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 blah. <laughs> I wish these sisters, look at these sisters, sisters don't even know that. Nobody rarely tap any type of, any accountability is, that word getting played out. Oh my God. It's a played out word. Fuck that word. Responsibility. Right. There's no self-actualization. Exactly. You know what I mean? Nobody, You're not, nobody's realizing their fucked upness. Nobody is taking responsibility for their bullshit. Absolutely. Fact. You know what I'm saying? And that, and that, that don't displace the childhood trauma that a lot of us had too. Right. A lot of us grew up around in, in the cult, a lot of us, I ain't gonna say all of us, a lot of us grew up around cultish mentality, a cultish atmosphere. True. Where you seen kids is marrying forty year old niggas. We seen this. We seen this with our eyes growing up. You know what I'm saying? Um, you seen husbands had more than one wives in motherfucking um, banning houses and shit. You know what I'm saying? Are, are very very poor, highly impoverished places. You know what I'm saying? Living off the of government, but at the same time saying fuck the government. You know what I'm saying? So. A lot of us grew up traumatized that y'all don't know. So when you see a bunch of wild ass niggas out here that you see ox and that's like that, I mean you got some from converse, but they don't really understand like a lot of times the converse come in with this mentality also of something about to save y'all. Like when a nigga get when they get baptized. Right, right. And they come in and be like, Oh, then another convert nigga who probably been a convert for twenty, thirty years, he still ain't know nothing because if he knew something, Islam when Islam get here you're going to be naturally a soft. You're going to be softer. Ain't no way in the world you can be practice your dean, right, and be this hardened, terrible-ass person, mm-hmm. right? It's impossible. You, you can't study the prophet and be like this. Any nigga, if you're watching this and you're listening to this, if you can disagree with me, you type of nigga I ain't fucking with. <laughs> I don't want no hard, terrible-ass nigga around me talking about he know the prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. I love me a lot. Forgive me for cussing like that. When I speak on that, but the more you learn about the prophet, you know what I'm saying, my bad. The more that you gonna you you would get softened, your heart was softened, bro. You know what I'm saying. So the perception that come in is that you see it's what type of people come into the dean and what they're attracted to. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. So a lot of niggas love that fitting. A lot of people come in for the people who don't know what fitting is. Could you keep saying trials of drama? Okay, you know what I'm so saying? fitna, it's a, it, it's an Arabic word. Real word, root word, is it's a trial or or something that's like um, relating to like any type of yeah, any type of trial or any type of not trial but type of fitting. Uh, yeah, it's a trial, but it's also we we say in the hood drama, right? Met some messy shit. So a lot of messy. A whole lot of messy. So you causing fitna. Yeah. In, in, in the community of Self- Muslims, you know, you messy. Self-inflicted drama. Right. You know what I'm saying? Some like sh- some shit you can totally control, but you causing. Exactly. So when you get into that, like you gotta you gotta pay attention to that. And it's for those just looking to convert, um, are looking to learn about the dean. Find somebody that that have a loving heart, man. That's gonna really that's gonna be the person that's gonna 
ex- help you expedite whatever you was going through internally. You know what I'm saying? As far as cleansing out your sins and stuff like that. Get you a good leader. Get you a good, even an auntie, a good auntie. It ain't got to be no shake or nothing like that. My bad going off on, on, a, on a tangent, but I'm just saying like. Your thing, brother. Um, it's, 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 it's a, di- it is a difference. Going back to your question. And a lot of, but I'm going to go back to the converts because I had to find a name for myself. People don't understand like just because you're born into the dean or born into Muslim parents don't mean that you got to find a law for yourself. Right. So it's a lot of converts that got way that's way more advanced in their dean than a whole bunch of non-born, whole bunch of born Muslims. You can see that, right? We we stay right around the corner from Deer Point. Right. They don't know nothing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All they know, they probably all they know is to read Arabic. Right. And see that that's that's the next question I'm about to get into. So, have you ever? So you know, 41 years old, born Muslim. You've been Muslim for 41 years. Uh, have you ever encountered any racism in Islam? Because what they're going to tell you is that Islam is not racist, you know what I'm saying? But we know we're dealing with people, and people are racist. So have you personally ever encountered any racism in this? Uh, I don't know about racism, because can't no, can't no people that got less than 5% of the population in America can never be racist towards me. They ain't got no power on nothing. That's, a, that's something that niggas put in their mind to let somebody else control them. That's mm-hmm. bullshit. But in their circles... In right. a circles, yeah, you can sense the sense of um of uncomfortable being them being uncomfortable or them being um having certain levels of um um, um bigotry. That's right. what I, I would rather use that than racism because racism that's to, for me is systematic. Okay, well prejudiceness <laughs> by far. Okay, but shit, okay. I'm typing there. I'm prejudiced too. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, exactly. But see, everybody. And 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 I do believe that that's why I gravitated towards you so much, and we're gonna get into that. But because, you know, we cut from the same cloth. You know what I'm saying? Like, we the same nigga. You know what I'm saying? It was just you was born into it and I converted. But that's why I, you know, I gravitated towards you. And that's why I love you so much. Like, this nigga, like, I'm like, oh, it's real niggas in this this bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't got to, because I, you know. I've, I've, you know, I've been, I took my shahada in 2010 at the Muslim Center. You know what I'm saying? Uh, your, your, your ex brought me in, yeah. took my shahada. And I, so in those 11 years, 10, 11 years, I've traveled the country, you know, been around, a lot, you know, been to mosques all over the country. You know what I'm saying? Frequently in Philadelphia, in New York, in Atlanta, in North Carolina. You know what I mean? And I see niggas that, you know, learn the dean and, now you got an Arabic accent. Yeah, l- l- and yeah. You from Seven Mile, blood? Like, what the what the fuck yeah, are you yeah, doing? Like, I mean, we just talking about Africa, and I talked to him. You used to go back and y'all go check out you know, on live. We'll check out uh, good vibes with the good brothers and myself and my man, Doctor Halim Naim. Uh, <laughs> For sure, shout out the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but go check it out, man, because the leg up. And I just talking with Doctor Ware, my man uh, Rudolph Ware, um, big scholar in the, in North North America. He was on the podcast. We was talking. I like kept it real. I'm like, man, a lot of times this dean is a mask for sell out ass niggas, right? Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> I'm not on that tip. Let's keep it like that. I'm not. I'm not influenced by Arabs and Pakistanis and Africans and none of that. I'm influenced by Malcolm X. I'm, I mean, let me let me let me, let me rephrase that because I am influenced by them if they if they are on a dean, right? If they treating people good. They teaching you about teaching you sincerely. From their heart about a loss upon what the island, Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Yes, I'm influenced by them. 
Right. Culturally, zero influence on my life. Facts. I don't be going to looking. I don't go in any place looking to be like them. You will never rarely see me in in a in a Jollibee. I don't, I don't, I rarely wear it though, which I ain't got no problem with it though. I, I had to learn how to not have a problem with it though. I was so much of a nigga that I used to get frustrated because I'm like, because I, I, the though was a symbolizing of, a, of of niggas not loving who they is, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, like, I'm a nigga, I, I embrace being from the east side. I embrace going to high school with a whole bunch of white people. You know what I'm saying? I embrace all that. I embrace growing up and, and living on Joy Road in Dexter. You feel me? Shout out to the road. You know what I'm saying? I embrace coming over here. Exit nine. I embrace real niggas. Right. right? So I love that. Like I love black people from the rooter to the tutor. Listen, facts. You feel me? Facts. Like, I love black people. So I don't I'm not saying black Muslims. I'm saying black people. Period. I'm, you know I'm black saying? first. Right. Even the coon ass fetch and Stephen I I dislike them the most. I dislike them more than I like Crack ass crackers, you know what <laughs> right, I'm saying? Right. They, because the opportunities, and I know they're infiltrated. And they the one, they the ones who, who, who consistently work to get our people, our leaders killed, mm-hmm. right? But at the same time, I don't go looking for it. So I don't go in their circles trying to out out Arab, Arab try out Arab or Arab, right? Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like in my experience, you know what I'm saying? Like I say, I've seen what I've seen, you know, traveling and shit, and like seeing niggas you know, from the hood who like you learn this and I've never wanted to be anything to escape blackness. Love it. You know what I'm saying? Like, so no matter what I do, be it become Muslim, be it work at this job, be it fuck with this group of friends. I'm not trying to escape blackness. I don't code switch. Nowhere I go. If I can't be black in it, I ain't in it. Flat the fuck out. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, Damn, that shit happened on live. On live, too. On live. That's devastating right there. <laughs> but anyway, so, like, so, you know, I, 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 I've I, been living in this area, you know what I'm saying, for, for quite a while. Right. And, you know, I walked to the mosque right up the street, you know, predominantly Arabic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've, you know, made friends with niggas and shit. And, like, I done had to check them a couple times. You know what I'm saying? And, like, it, it get to the point where... It, Listen, I ain't never, I ain't never lost for words. I always got some shit to say. You know what I'm saying? I'm always that nigga. You know what I'm saying? On my soapbox, waiting for opportunity to, to tell you you got me fucked up. So I've had to tell a lot of people that. So it gets to the point where like motherfuckers get they quiet down when I come around like that. Don't get this nigga started. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm gonna tell you how you would quote Bilal. You know what I'm saying? The hadiths about Bilal, but mm-hmm. you don't really fuck with Bilal's now. And uh, it, the thing about the whole Bilal, the Bilal thing is is uh, corny. Right, Thanks. because when you think about it, um, Bilal wasn't the only African of uh, uh, person of, of dark of dark hue. Let's say a dark hue. Bilal was half Arab, but if they, by anybody who traveled and we hear the stories of, and they tell you uh, that um, Bilal, you know what I'm saying? Not Bilal, but the stories that that they look like us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The stories. Like shout out to my man at um, Dawood. Walid, um, he's put out the Islam and black, like a blackness. His talk about Islam and blackness. I forgot the name of, uh, but it's centered around the blackness and, and it, of the black historian, the black Sahabas. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and people darker hue from Ali, um, a lot of them. Somebody, the first martyr in the Dean was a, was a Nubian. You know what I'm saying? Right. Our mother. You know what I'm saying? I think it's, yeah, Samaya. Uh, yeah, that was the first 
that was the first modern. So we got we got people of darker hue got just as much um um what's the word rights on this dean as the the people that that's Ronald Warren with them signs and them and them and them fake. Uh, <laughs> fake pictures of Ali and, and right, Hussein. Right. And everybody knows they, they not supposed well, here's to a historical context. That's no, no, they don't look nothing like no Hollywood actors. Right, you know what I'm saying? Right. Or, 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 or no, no, um, Anglo-Saxon people. The same thing with white Jesus. So we got white, white Ali and white Hussein and white Jesus. So you can miss me, you right? Know what I'm so I had to tell them, like, and you know, they really hate to hear this, but I had to tell them, you know, and to really like cut all the dumb, com- dumb ass conversation shorts. Like, listen, do you know how fucked up you have to be as a people to get a profit? <laughs> Good people don't get profits. <laughs> you only get a profit when you're out of line with God's laws. That so He sends you a warner before He sends you retribution. You know what I mean? So Moses went to that people because they was fucked up. Jesus came to that people because they was fucked up. You know what I'm saying? So, you know what I'm saying? All the prophets who came, may peace be upon them, came to a fucked up people. So this prophet, Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, came to the Arabic people because y'all was killing y'all kids. You know what I'm saying? They, they was the most savage of the people. Of They was the most savage of the savage. Y'all was fucked up. So you needed a prophet to get back in line. So don't tell me about how righteous you are when you was the most fucked up. And you were so bad, God had to send you somebody to get you back on track. And I'm a, I'm a, I'm, cause I don't want to get too deep into it. Because I said I'm trying to, I, I'm not into the racial thing no more. I don't care. Be mm-hmm. honest with you. All I care about my people. So I'm going to say this, though. Uh, to our people, they're... And it's not no, this is not no, because I, let me tell you this. When I'm at my lowest, I got people from everywhere, right? So, I mean, when I say everywhere, I mean from all over the world, right? Right. So I'm hip. I can, I cannot, I will not sit here and play. That's why I got to mature. I had to mature on a lot of things, I think. And so, to, to attacking them is corny because they not, they, they're irrelevant. In the, in the grand scheme of this country, of what we battling, they're irrelevant. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. They're real, they're extremely irrelevant. From from political the only thing they got because they know how to only thing they got on us is they collectively spend their money together to to and to to get what they want. Right. Right? Right. That's something that we have to re relearn. That's something they ain't gonna say nothing we gotta learn because we had it. We always do it and they go out of their way to destroy it. the the chucking them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They go out of their way to destroy ours. But we just need to we just need to focus on us like Exactly. We don't they 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 don't have no and this include black Africans. Like we really need to learn this too. We have a beautiful thing. We have beautiful uh Detroit is the mecca of this of this other dean in, in the in the um world. It could be Medina. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Facts. It could be Mecca and Medina. Facts. You feel me? Facts. Like if I wasn't a, I couldn't imagine being a non Muslim in Detroit. It's probably the most miserable place in the world. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? As a Muslim, this it's lit. It's lit. You feel it's, me? It's, it's fucking lit. Everywhere you go is halal, and that come from our pioneers. That come from our ancestors. That come from the ones who put it down. Facts. Right? So why wouldn't I walk with my head held high? Because who oh, who are Worf Dean was here? You know what I'm saying? Now, you want to check it with You know, I ain't Muslim. Okay. Worf Dean was here. Here. He was born and raised here. Mm-hmm. Right? The biggest conversion ever in the history of uh, Islam and the Western Front came from Imam Worf Dean Muhammad. Facts. May Allah be pleased with him. May Allah be pleased. Right? Malcolm X. Like I said, there's a whole bunch of pioneers right now walking around here say they take, became Muslim because of Malcolm X. Right. And and, and, who, and who on earth don't know who Malcolm X is? <laughs> exactly. And he was right, right? here. 
You know what I'm saying? Muhammad Ali stopped through here. Like, right. so he was a minister, right? So the biggest names in American Muslim history is African American men. Facts. And that go back to even even um who study uh, Marcus Garvey studied Muhammad, right? Mm-hmm. He had his teacher was Muhammad was Muhammad Dosa Ali from the, the Caribbean, from the Caribbean. You know what I'm saying? So and he studied, I think he's from like Egypt too. So these are these is like little lessons, right? Well I'm like just giving it to like it's nothing for us to be proud of who we are. And not just not for black Muslims, but black people in general, black man. Black people in general. I'm a I'm a I'm a proud black American, right? When I say that I don't mean like I don't know fuck America in that sense, right? Right. For them devils. But as far as like my mama, pioneer. A lot of this things going in this community because my mama, right? My daddy, uh um, Imam El Amin, Imam Celine Khalid, um, Imam Nadir, you know what I'm saying? Imam Celine Joseph, may Allah be pleased with him. Um shit. Umi Naeem is still living. Um, man, so many pioneers that I, I can name and, and passed on and, and here living into this day, Uncle Rafiq, love, Rafiq Mahdi, like people that's living right now, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That you can go sit up under their feet in their 60s and their 70s. They tell you everything because they got the same type of story that Sahaba's got. They still, a lot of them to this day, only, to only Muslims in their family. So they had to separate and start their own thing, their own legacies. You know how hard it is to completely separate yourself from something that all you know your whole life and to create your own legacy. And how can the people not be proud of that? Shit, absolutely I do. Shit, I did it. I'm the only Muslim in my family. Exactly. You know what I mean? You got to do a little bit better. But we're going <laughs> <laughs> to... <laughs> we about to get into that right now. It's all about growth. So we... <laughs> <laughs> so we about to get into that right now. So there was a point in time when you was uh in the mix, like a blender, my nigga. I was, I was, I was I you know, you was running the streets. You know what I'm saying? With, with, with the best of them in the city. So <laughs> yeah, nigga, I know. So so in that in in those moments, you know, when when you were you know doing what you was doing, uh-huh. how did you reconcile that in your mind to not deal with that dissonance every day of I'm going against the tenets of the dean. So how did you get up every day and do what you did being Muslim? What 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 was going on with you in that time? I was never comfortable. Um, uh, I was never comfortable, like, being a criminal. Let's say that, right? Mm-hmm. So I was never – my intention was to never be a criminal. I just don't like working for niggas. So I, I'm working for these devils. So anybody that came up with a play that I can – you know what I'm saying? I ain't going to front like I just this big ass – you know what I'm saying? I, ain't, I, I did a little something. So <laughs> – but I, I, I feel humble. Yeah, I, I never had intentions on doing that. Like I try to keep jobs all the time. I gotta do all type of shit. But at the same time, like all my niggas was, was active, right? You know what I'm saying? So they they just look up to me like you got a job. But these niggas was wild, and some of them was head busters. Some of us was kicked out niggas. Some of us was was uh, was pulling plays. Some of them was was serving. You know what I'm saying? So and these ox, because I fuck too many other type of niggas. You know what I'm saying? Even right. though my other niggas. They definitely was in the mix, right? So, on the, especially on the east side, but I was never really too much trying to trying to. So it always played on my soul, and I think a lot of times, a lot of people that a consciousness of a law, it play on your soul. So, eventually, if you hang around it long enough, you are gonna get in it. That's a fact, right? You cannot not be around niggas because I ain't, I didn't know like even when I tried to, I'm uncomfortable. I'm I'm, I'm uncomfortable around squares. 
You know what I'm saying? So when I try to be a square, I feel like I'm fake. Right. I do it all the time. Like I really right. like to be around it because them deep. Just because they square to mean they're good people. So let me let me rephrase that. Somebody's a square. A lot of times they're a square because they're lame and they scary as shit. Mm-hmm. Right. Facts. But uh, so that nice guy shit is some bullshit. It's a whole bunch of nice guys with with rap sheets. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and a whole bunch of ducks with that who ain't got none. So uh, for the most part, I'm just saying like back to me. It always played on my soul. So I always. Battle dep- I always been battle depression forever. You know what I'm saying? That came from a, a lot of the visuals I've seen. Like I, I mean, I told my lady, I grew help me grow up when I moved out to the suburb. Like I was, I used to run away from this shit. I, these little niggas now, nah, I don't get them. I don't get nobody. Even some of the ox, like I, I just see them. Like, why you want to get in this? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this shit, like this, this, like this, when you seen this shit growing up, right? I seen this shit from five, six years old. Really gangster shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not even lying. Like no 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 type of cap. Right. I done seen my mama just she dead now, so I can't really bring it back, but I done seen this nigga tie up dope niggas that stayed behind us. We had to move and leave the whole city, right? You know what I'm saying? I seen this with my own eyes. I'm seeing shootouts in my hood, you know what I'm saying? Every other day, and this is no cap for like a shit, like a summer, a whole summer. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I ain't, I never was something like, man, I'm a, man, I want to be the biggest street nigga ever. All my big homies back in the hood I grew up in, shout out to um, Miller and Coney, Van Dyke, you know what I'm saying, Harper Ho, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the whole east side, you already know, shout out to them. You know what I'm saying? So I had OGs, you know, I'm 10, 11 years old. You know, you said you having nightmares, your OG, 19 years old, got killed. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, we having, we like Chris and Doughboy and them, like, you want to see a dead body? I mean, I like, wouldn't see a dead body. We saw my my big homie shoe where he got murdered by. You know what I'm saying? Right. That brain. I'm I'm talking about it. So obviously that's something that plays on me to this day. Right. 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 Hell yeah. And so dealing with that man, that, I, Allah gave me a consciousness. So it was it's hard, bro. Because I like I like the mix, bro. I ain't gonna lie. Like I like being outside. I like um, being around my people. No matter where they at, having I like having fun. Like a lot of time with Muslims, so like like. They don't know how to have no fun, so it'd be corny as hell. So I like I like I gotta I gotta go be where the fun at. Right, right. That's just some people's personalities though, right? So some people suppress them. I wouldn't recommend if you a person that really ain't from out here, don't get out here. Right. I grew up in it, so it ain't like it ain't like I um I was just looking to get in some shit. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's just in you and it's all all around you. And poverty plays a part of it. You know, I'm not saying I had everything I wanted, but I still didn't have it, you know. I had everything I needed, but I could have had more. You know yeah, what I'm, I'm saying? I mean, er- everybody wants some shit, right? Like I really, like I really, just like I said on the last last podcast, I really started selling crack because I wanted a Benz. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was 15 years old. My nigga was 18 and had a Benz. Right. Doe lived on the corner. God rest his soul. He lived on the corner. This nigga was living in his mama's basement, uh-huh. but he had a fucking 500 Benz. I got a Plymouth Sundance. I want a Benz. What the fuck? Like, you know what I'm saying? So if I got to do what this nigga doing to get the Benz, sign me the fuck up. Right. You know what I mean? And then I say, like, all of my peers, my best friends and shit, this is what y'all niggas was already doing. Right. I'm playing selling weed. No, nigga, I need to bump it up to crack by next summer because I'm trying to get this Benz by the 12th grade. Mm-hmm. That was my motivation. And fucked up, but I was good at it. Yeah. So now it's like, fuck it, Benz. I wasn't, I'm, I wasn't good at selling dope. Yeah, I was really good at selling dope. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I wasn't, so I, I, I find other ways. Okay. My niggas find other ways. Let's say that. That's all I'm gonna say. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. But 
I wasn't there. Yeah, I wasn't no good at. I mean, let me. I never, I never had the patience like that for dope selling. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, if I had a move, I can make a quick five racks or something like that. I'd rather shoot that move than sit here and play with these niggas. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I want to say that we weren't ready for whatever was coming because our, our, you know, our, everybody know us. No, we had a, we got, we still got a reputation. So, obviously, that shit don't mean whatever you was doing is what you fuck you was doing. But the thing is that. Um, I ain't proud of that shit. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. You feel me? Like so. So to jump into it, from from living that life, how did you find your way back into the dean? How did you find your way back into the mosque? Into you know pressure. Let's say that pressure, dog. When the motherfucking people coming, that's one thing. When you see niggas, when you see niggas uh, doing all type of all type of like. Wild shit for 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 slut hoes. You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry, people that's watching that. Apologize. Why you know lie? But when you see, but that's the game. You know what I'm saying? So that, 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 let me just flip that. Anybody know the game? Anybody you know you and you running with certain circles? It's two things that's gonna break down your crew: hoes and greed. Facts. That's it. We got so many examples of, of, <laughs> of that. So many examples. That's and it. real talk, most of the time, it's, it's the former. Most exactly. of the time, it's a woman. It's the all the time. Most right? of fucking eight times out of ten, it's, it's about a woman. Detroit is a city full of dead niggas because of of, of them fighting over uh, fighting over a chick. Shit, New York, Atlanta, L.A. The biggest so called players you could think of, like a real player. He would never fight over no. I would never fight over no woman, no matter how how much. Unless a nigga like completely violating my woman in my face, right? You know what I mean? Your mind, think about this here, nigga. You that, that, that's really the only thing you could do is bye. Oh my god, that's why I said we the same nigga, and I'm, I, I can't wait to get to <laughs> no that. No matter part. how much I'm hurt, cause I ain't gonna front, nigga. I've been hurt a lot, but I would never sit here and put my life on the line for no bitch. I know for a fact that ain't that ain't gonna in the long run ain't for me. You know what I'm saying? So. And I, just, long story short, anyway, back to what I'm saying. Back, what really happened was that man. Like I said, that's the prayer on my So when I, I got then deep. You know what I'm saying? And once you get to a deep, you get to a certain level. Uh, to a conscious person, that's gonna play on your soul. And alhamdulillah, allowed me to turn to a law. Let's say that right. I used to cry. One thing was happening, man. I was in a toxic marriage. And on that, I'm not gonna put nothing on her. I'm saying it was me, right? You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And and man, I, <laughs> I was a nigga. You know what I'm saying? I, I was I was the, I was a I was heavy nigger them. You know what I'm saying? So, but I, and I was I was out here, right? I mean, by, by the time you probably ran across me, you know right, what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. So I, we were serious. You already know. You you seen it? Right. We were serious. So. Yeah, so the thing about it, it was playing on my soul how how things like a lot of things were going on at the time, not just between that situation, but a lot of things going on at the time, and also, um, I just wanted better for my seeing my my daughters grow up, seeing knowing I had sons, like I wanted I wanted to be a more better realistic example for them. So I like I used to cry to a lot, begging a lot, crying. I mean, literally tears, bro. I still do it, like tears. Cause I see my mama do it. My mama went from transitioning from super in the streets. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't like I don't come from a cookie cutter background. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like I don't come from that. So I come from a good family. Let's say that as far as like love and stuff like that. But I don't come from cookie cutter, bro. Um, my people see me and they think that shit should be sweet. Nah, baby. Me and my little brothers and sisters, 
You know what I'm saying? We could we grew up real. Mm-hmm. Super real. So um but my mama like again when you got praying parents and people that love you that praying like Dr. Cheryl Amin and Imam Elamine, like they was praying for me. You know what I'm saying? These people I love, may Allah be pleased with Dr. Cheryl. Um I needed that type of direction because I was losing my mind. I think I was going through a lot before I jumped, before I got back in some stuff. And you know what I'm saying? I ain't seen my baby, baby mama drama. You know how that is. I ain't seen my kids in years fighting. From, I don't even, I even know where they was at. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of stuff started playing on me. Then I just had a breakdown. I, have two, I had two breakdowns in a matter of like three years. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? One, I had to go to the hospital. I was in the hospital for like a week. I just took it to a law. I was crying and crying and crying. And then um, I went cold turkey on a lot of shit, bro. Stopped smoking weed. Stopped hanging out like that. Stops, um, you know what I'm saying? Stop spending um, exuberant amount of money in the club. <laughs> <laughs> hey, nigga, I went broke. I lost every fucking thing I ever had, nigga. For real. But, but. Obviously, it must was it must wasn't it wasn't good for me. But there's so many stories. But yeah, I lost everything. I'm still trying to recover. You right. Know what I'm saying, but I'm the law. Law will give you everything that you deserve. Right. You know, and what's for you won't ever pass you. Yeah. You know what I mean. So, and if it passes you, it just wasn't. So, for but you. my thing is so not. I mean, I want to keep make it too long. But the people out there that's trying, if you trying and you turn to a law, a law gonna put good people in your life. I have the absolutely greatest. Greatest circle of people in my life right now. I can never be. I can never complain and be in, in, uh, ungrateful for what Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala put me because I asked for it. I do still wish I had six figures. You know what I'm saying. I do still wish I had my in my in my safe and and stuff like that. But whatever, man. I got a good circle. And how many Allah may Allah, um, you know, what I'm saying uh, restore the hearts of those who's striving. But you gotta you gotta make the effort. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says that if you take um you take one step towards me, I take ten steps towards you. Subhanallah. You know what I'm saying? But if you out here faking and fronting, trying to be one foot in, one foot out, don't use me as an example because it's a whole bunch of niggas that's in the gray. Like a lot of using me, I I do things because I know I if I I'm scared to do. If I go back doing certain stuff, I'm pretty sure. Allah gonna wipe me out. Right, That's it ain't like yeah. it, it ain't no more chances. Yeah, you know, you know what I'm mean? saying. So it I ain't no more chances. I'm I'm being used by Allah, right? And I and may Allah forgive me for the cussing, but that's that type of nigga I am. You know what I'm saying? But and I use that to 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 appease to not appease, but to to un, for to under, make people like you understand, people like my little brothers understand, people like little homies, like you said, the, the little cat that you said you work with, and shit like people don't understand. Like it is a recovery phase, but that shit hurt. Right, but you better be sincere. If you're not sincere, it's a whole bunch of dead ox in the grave. For sure. So, <laughs> <laughs> wonderfully said. <laughs> so, uh, Dave Chappelle said it beautifully to me. You know what I mean? Because uh, a lot of people don't even know that he's been a Muslim since he was a teenager. You know what I'm saying? He took his shahada. Uh, seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, about right. seventeen. You know what I'm saying? From the guy at the pizza shop and shit. Yep. So, uh, so he's been Muslim the majority of his life. Yep. And, you know, when he was on there with Jay Leno, he was like, uh, no, David Letterman. And he said, I only said that I'm Muslim. I never said I was good at it. Mm-hmm. So that's what, and if you, like I was telling you before we came on the air, when I was teaching the class at the Muslim Center, uh, and I was and I was talking to the, to the young kids, it was all young, you know what I'm saying, high school, middle school age kids in there. So I'm just trying to tell them 
that that the class I told you to come in to talk to them. Yes. Oh, okay. And yeah. it was supposed to be me and the other brother, but the other brother never showed up, yeah. so I just did the whole thing. Right. You know what I mean? You know, we eat pizza and shit. You know what I'm saying? Do the little activities with the kids. But the the to summarize my whole spiel, it was Allah ain't never asked nobody to be perfect. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He doesn't expect that of you. He's That's n- why he said he loved talk. he loved he loved for people to come to me in in, in redemption. Redemption, right? You know what I'm saying? No, that's a, there's, there's a big difference between redemption and uh, what's the other word? Uh, uh, redeeming yourself and just coming and ask for forgiveness. It's a big difference, right? Redeeming means you are actually trying to rectify some of the bad judgments that you made, and you're striving to be a better person. But the thing about it, we got so many vices that we're going through. We got to consistently try to redeem ourselves to fight. We if we in this vice. We got to fight this vice. You know what I'm saying? That's the, and that's the thought of time a lot of the shawook and the sheikhs and the imams in our communities because they so boxed in and closed off on the reality of what's popping out here is that they don't understand that um, they are exceptions. You're not the reality. You're not right. The norm, right. Exactly. The, in, in the belly of the beast, this is the norm. And the norm is dope things. The norm is, is dope dealers. The norm is kick dope niggas. The norm is poverty. Prostitutes. Prost- you know what I'm saying? Oh, like like this, this is, this is the, a, a lot of people's reality. You know what I'm saying? And that that's why you would never, ever in your life hear me say anything against the nation of Islam because yeah, I've seen what it done to people. I lived it. You know what I'm saying? It took, it made prostitutes stop hoeing, made killers stop killing, yeah. made motherfuckers stop shooting heroin and smoking crack and robbing their mamas. The Those lessons did that. What your mosque do? Facts. For real. What's the What's the most poorest communities in America? African-American Muslim communities outside of Iman work in community, but the other time they, they abandoned. So obviously something is missing. And what's to me, what's missing is the knowledge itself. Knowledge itself is institu- being institutionalized in our people from a young age is, is definitely missing in the mass majority of our masjids. Only thing, if you only thing you teaching is Quran, which Allah's word is everything. Let's, you know, I would never want nobody to say nothing stupid like I'm saying you know, something like that. If that's all you teaching, you are doing a disservice to your people. Like our people need something, something specifically. Facts, right? Because we still dealing with this. We still can go. We still like the sixties again, right? When they were showing all them lynching, not lynches, but they're showing all them dog fightings and. And biting and all the riots and all that stuff. That stuff's still in our mind. Our parents lived that. Now we living it with the George Floyds and the Walter Scotts and all that stuff. They love that shit, right? You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, who's more resilient than us? Fuck all that that docile shit. Who's more resilient than us? Nobody on teach this planet. Teach the resilience. Nobody on this planet. Do your monster teach the resilience? Right. You know what I'm saying? For real. Like, yeah, man. So, yeah. Like my, my bad, but yeah, yeah. no problem. That's what we're here for, my brother. That's what we're here for. So, uh, back in 2010, when I took my shahada, I leaned on you and uh, I leaned on you and uh, brother Halim heavily and Imam Khalil heavily. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Anytime I had a question, I was calling you, I was Facebooking you, I was pulling up on you. You know what I'm saying? We was talking at the mosque with the kids, all of that shit. You know what I mean? And you were very instrumental in helping me along my Islamic journey. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm a new shahada. I had studied when I was in prison, but I was studying with the Moors and the nation. So to study, you know, Orthodox Islam, quote unquote, you were very influential in helping me along that journey. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, just on some, I, I love that part that you were knowledgeable, 
but I fucked with you because you a real nigga. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I ain't never heard a fake Arabic accent out of you, and we had relatable street ties. So I was like, okay, I could talk to dog on some some Islamic shit and some hood shit. Right. So that's what really made me, you know, love our relationship. And I just wanted to let you know how, you know, influential and instrumental you were to me on that. Yeah, I'll accept. I'll accept. I mean, I mean, I mean. So, like I said, you helped me on my Sunni Muslim journey. So, for the people who don't know, what's the difference between a Sunni and a Shiite Muslim? Well, Sunni, for the most part, they got a, like a, a negative connotation right now what's going on with it because it's so, it's so tied up to so much... Um, my bad, so much uh, negativity, right, as far as, like, what you see on TV, mm-hmm. um, Philly, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> My bad, Phil, I know, I know you got a heavy Philly <laughs> Shout out to Philly, man, uh, I just want to let you know the views <laughs> expressed on this podcast are not <laughs> <laughs> Shout out oh, to man. Philly. <laughs> Ah, my bad, Phil. I love y'all. I love Philly, man. They got the most beautiful women in the world. But, man, subhanAllah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Um, a Sunni puzzle, for the most part, the ones who find, who follow the, the, the direct direction of the Prophet Muhammad, we're supposed to be the Sunnah. Right. Of Prophet Muhammad, Salaam. Salaam, Salaam. That's a layman's, right? It can right. get deeper. And we can go back to the history and the fitna and all that stuff. And then the fitna, that's how the whole Shiite thing. The messy shit. Yeah, the Sunni Shiite thing. Happened. So I, th- that's really what I wanted to talk about because people don't know. You know what I'm saying? If you're not a Muslim, you really don't know that it's like fucking Catholic, Catholics and Baptists. It's Luth- yeah, it's Luth- you know what I'm saying? That They're both Christians. Yes, yeah, Protestants versus Catholics. You know what I'm saying? Type shit with the Sunni and Shiite. But Martin Luther came and, like, came and changed the direction. <laughs> and so they tried to kill him and all that. But the thing about it is that the Sunni Shiite thing happened in, in, with the Sahabas. Like, that came from the Sahaba times, right? Right. When the so, the, so the moment, the actual moment that the Prophet Sallallahu died. Khalifa, right, right, right after that. The that so it's, it, the tale, it's different tales, right? So I don't get into them because I don't talk, no, I don't say nothing ill about the Sahabas. Right. Right? And you're really not supposed to. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they're human and they made, they did some human stuff. Right. Right? So the, the, the separation came from those who think the family of the Prophet was supposed to be the inheritance of the Khalifa. Right. And that's where the lineage, the only the only the inheritance of the Khalifa was be the direct lineage of the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So that's where I don't even know what the word I gotta read my mind kinda forgot where the word Shiite came from. Mm-hmm. But that's how you got that separation. So the Shiite Muslims followed his family after, yeah, after starting with Ali, starting with Ali, starting with Ali, Hassan and Hussein, right? Ready, ready, ready. So, uh, so the Shiites followed uh, the family, and the Sunnis followed Abu Bakr. They followed the Khalifa of of starting with Abu Bakr. Okay, and so that's where that's where so the that's where the division started. that's where the but division at the same time. We as a Sunni Muslim. And any shawuk will tell you that that got some sense would never dishonor the um, Ahla Bay, the family of the Prophet Muhammad right. Islam. If you don't honor the family of the Prophet Muhammad Islam, you how you can make us a lot? Well, we make us a lot. <laughs> we praying for Prophet Muhammad Islam and the family of Prophet Muhammad Islam. We praying for Ibrahim and the family of Ibrahim. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot. So you cannot discard the family of the Prophet Muhammad So we should remember Karbala just like they, just like the Shiites. Be out there mutilating themselves 
we didn't we wouldn't go to that extreme but if you the, these people they killed Iman Hussein you know what I'm saying we should have that type of grief in our heart for that right mm-hmm. so again that's the separate the separation is basically one is the one is based on the the color of Umar now Abu Bakr Umar Ali you know what I'm saying the four the four color and the others feel like this the direct chain come from the family the proper home so right so it shouldn't I mean I I don't get into it I don't I'm a type of cat where I know that piss off a lot of Sunnis that say I'm I'm Muslim right when I say I'm when I'm if somebody says I'm a Sunni I I perceive it as yes I do follow the Sunnah of Prophet Muhammad so, and that is my direct I do believe in the Khalifa of Abu Bakr the four the four Khalifas right right I do believe in that. But I don't, I don't disregard myself and separate myself from Ahla Bay. They can't have Ahla Bay to themselves. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because who knows? Like we are descendants of who knows who who are we descendants of? Our people are descendants of. We got just as much rights to the Prophet Muhammad as anybody. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Facts. For real. I agree. That's why this, that's probably why this country still the way it is because of, because of our ties to Prophet Muhammad We still found our way back to the Dean. So. In in 2021, with everything that's going on uh, right now in the world, with not just Islam, with Christianity, with Judaism, mm-hmm. you know, do you feel that religion, organized Orthodox religion, is becoming obsolete? Mm-hmm. I I, I, made, I, told, I think I told my shit. I'm happy if anybody got God in this day and age. Facts. Now the way you got the way that you got God, maybe we could disagree. We probably gonna disagree on it. But as long as you got the, the you understand the mercy of God in your heart to, in this day and age, where our, the suicide is up, we can't. I don't even remember the numbers. It's way up than it normally is, right? right? Especially um, in the black community, the lack of of mor- morality is at an all time low. Back in the day, even in my day and age, we had this saying that at least I at least we don't act like white folk. Shit. White folk looking at us like, damn, these niggas done lost their goddamn mind. <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? Like we had some sense of morality, right? Right. And um for anybody that got that, anybody that stand up for God in, in this day and age, I salute them. For real. Like anybody, like I don't care what religion you want. Right, right. For real. Right. I mean, if you associate partners with God, I'm disagreeing with you wholeheartedly. Right. You know what I'm saying? Putting, wholeheartedly. Putting wholeheartedly. anything on the level of God. Yeah. Right. I'm disagreeing with you. Vehemently right. disagreeing with you. Vehemently. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But if you still acknowledge, if you are acknowledging God and you trying to have a sense of morality, I salute you. I'm, I'm on your team. We're on the same team. So what do you think? Like, like why is, religion, or is organized religion becoming obsolete? Why? What's, what's the problem with religion? What's wrong with the church? What's wrong the with the mosque? What's wrong with the, the disconnect temple? from the people? Okay. The prophets never separated themselves from the people. If you want to be prophetic, real prophetic, you gotta be. You gotta be in the mix. Right. Name me one prophet that went in the mix. All of them. You can't name one. Right. All of them. Right. They was with the people. They was with the people. They right? wasn't up in the palace with the kings and the rich folk. They weren't in this mosque all day, rocking back and forth. Right, you, right, know, you know, know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? So, um, look at these, look at these, look at these uh, immigrant mosques, right? Look at African American mosques. They two, you know, what I'm saying two different things from the same cloth, so, and it's missing something, right? Like. 
we need in African American, we need to understand the understanding of collective and economics and belief in each other and trust in each other for us to congregate and to build rebuild our communities, right? On the flip side, they got the money and collective economics, but we they kids going through the same thing because they kids going through the same thing our kids going through now. They begging us to help them with them. Right, I mean, all the back in the day, how prejudiced and bigger they was, right? But they ain't know no better. They was trying to follow out the Chuck. Right, Chuck right. Done re- Chuck done gave him a reality, like, oh, oh, <laughs> oh my guy, <laughs> you was white for them twenty years. Now yeah. you back to a nigga like you were saying nigga like all the rest of them, right? Facts, so, facts. Muslim band. Yeah, you feel me? Like they, they on their head. Right. You mm-hmm. ain't, you ain't, you ain't, you ain't, you ain't um privileged no more, my guy. Right. You know what I'm saying? So um. And we only we only EVs, and we don't need that. We ain't gonna need that gas for too much longer. We straight, baby. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? So you ain't got you ain't got the upper hand no more. But not to say upper hand. You definitely never had the upper hand. But back to what I was saying, like they're my, they're going through the same thing because they didn't come here in, in the effort to teach Dean. They came here in the effort to get this paper. Right. And that's all. That that is completely haram. That is haram. That is so forbidden, bro. You cannot go into the intentions, especially you going to a foreign non-Muslim land, and not be had the intention to spread this dawah. Your intent is to go to leave to make Hydra to go spread Dawah and help build up a Muslim state. When I say Muslim state, I ain't talking about no dumbass terrorists. I'm talking about a state of belief, a state of teaching the lost upon the teaching the Prophet Muhammad, the, the Dean of Prophet Muhammad, oh, teaching the teachers of the prophets before them from, from Jesus, Dawood, all of them, right? right? That's what you're supposed to do in the story of the Sahabas. And, and that's, that's what you're supposed to do when you make Hydra. Mm-hmm. Your Hydra is supposed to be better. It's, it's the first hadith in, um, what was that? Uh, he throwing a lot of words yeah. at y'all. Hydra is, Hydra Hydra is, 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 is a hajj. It's a journey. A journey. So when you journey from your home and go somewhere else, this is what you're supposed to be doing. Moving, a spiritual move. You know, you're not supposed to leave your home just to go get a bag. You're supposed to leave your home where you have the dean and go spread the spread dean the further dean. to the places, yes. to other places. That's what a Hydra is. Yeah. So when you make your, your, your transition into a new a new front, let's say that a frontiersman, right, right, <laughs> a spiritual frontiersman, that's what you're supposed to be, right. And this come this this is not me making something. This from this is from coming from Ashwuk. This is coming from different. Ashwuk means scholars and learned people, right. And humbly for and all praise due to God for them, right. But um, <clears throat> that's what that is. So when you so we now you seeing the outcome of what. Of that, of the, of making the, of the not making the correct hydra, mm-hmm. your children are dope fiends, your killing each other over pill sales. Yeah, your children gang banging. One of them just got killed out from my house over the summer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, we right here. We so close. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm we hear all about it. They head busting each you other. Know what I mean, like like Muslims. They on shirts. For real, you know what I'm saying they they, they putting R. each other R. on yeah, shirts. You know what I mean? The whole thing they get yeah, Muhammad, Khalid, uh, like yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just crazy. And all that stuff, all right. right? And, and you ain't even supposed to do that, but they putting each other on shirts. In the yeah. mix, right? I mean, they definitely in the mix now, right? This and this is what you get when you get the intent. When you went lost the, the hadith said Prophet Muhammad said, and I mean, um, in the first um hadith in um, I think it's sort is it um Sahih Bukhari, I believe it is Bukhari, about your intentions. The very first hadith is about your intentions. And if you go somewhere with the intent of going somewhere other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, no matter if, if you're going to, you know what I'm saying, um, make some money, because that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to get some money. That's part of your that's part of your spirituality too, getting money. Right. You know what I'm saying? Protecting and getting your family, taking care of your family. But you also your intent is main show to be centered around Allah. If it's not centered around Allah, that's what you're gonna get. It's gonna be the um the consequences. So this is not what we got. 
So now we need to, um, we really need to find a way to really just learn from each other and build amongst each other because, um, yeah, man, we, we, we in a heavy place right now. So spirituality is getting mixed in with, um, using the word spirituality is getting mixed in with, um, basically saying that I can do whatever I want to do, but at least I'm spiritual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like I know God. You can't have a God consciousness and consistently be in doing in, in the mix of things that you know that's playing on your soul. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't spirituality is it's a corny word now. They're making everything corny it's and corny trendy. as shit. They're making everything very trendy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's corny now, bro. You can't spirituality the the, the root word of spirituality is rooted in, in you know what I'm saying, in, in centered around God. Like that's the spirituality. That's that's supposed to be something that's that's leaning you towards every day, leaning you towards your relationship with God, and how you're gonna be a better person. Religion is set for set for anybody that study religion and all of them, from Buddha, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, to 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 um, Confucius. Confucius. It's a, some. It's morality. Right. It's a claiming. It's a, you know what I'm saying. Like Buddha went on a spiritual uh, he, enlightenment. Because he was, he was, he was, he was in a dark space, in a dark place, right? Mm-hmm. He was in a dark place. He said he had, he had to leave Hydra, right? Right. And had to find his way in enlightenment. And people were people ran with it and say made him a god. But that wasn't even what his intent. His intent, his intent was to find enlightenment, to to enhance his spirituality, to to hopefully have morality around his people. So the word religion breaks down to legion and re. So we know re is a prefix, right? right. So legion means to tie back. And re is again. So the religion is to tie you back again. To who? God. Your fitra. God. Which is your 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 your, your natural inclination your natural of worshiping state, right. God. Right. That's what the word religion means. <laughs> for the people who did not know. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna learn something on this podcast. Exactly. Every now and then. You're gonna you're gonna learn something. <laughs> Ain't we, that something? We gonna turn up, but we lit right. You, learn. you, you are realigning back your again. legion. Right. Your allegiance. Who is your allegiance to? To God, it's that simple. Facts. It ain't. It ain't saying that you got to be overly um, 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 extra in your in in your, the way that you present yourself in your in your dean and your religion. But see, and, and I swear, I was looking up the hadith and I, I still couldn't find it. Right. So it was about the hadith uh, when the brother was coming to the uh, to the Prophet wasallam about fasting, and he was like, "How much did I fast?" And he told him the prescribed days to fast, and he was like, "I can do more." And then he told him another number, and he said, "I can do more." I can do more. So he said, Allah said, don't, basically, don't start nothing that you can't finish. Mm-hmm. So after the prophet died and the man who, you know, who took on this, you know, this arduous fast and he got older, he was like, I wish I would have, you know, did it when he, what he told me to do. Because, like, now nah, I got to keep doing this until I die. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's too much. It's, he overburdened himself with the religion. And that's what I meant. I wasn't trying to like diss niggas, but that's what I meant. Like people to learn something, and now you talking Arabic. Now you don't realize that you from Seven Mile. Like you doing too much. You know what I'm saying? You got to be who you are in within this dean. You have to find your space and your place within this dean. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't have to like how I'm a Muslim. I'm still a Muslim. You know what I'm saying? And I lean on people that I respect, which is you. You know, Halim, for sure, Imam Khalil. Like, Imam Khalil could check the shit out of me. And I will humbly shut the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? Because I have so much respect for you, and you ain't never did no faking or frauding with me. 
you kept it real and you know what you know. I respect that man. You know what I mean? When I heard he was sick, I was devastated. You know what I mean? Check on him. Right. You know what I mean? So and and it, it was just so, you know, with the with the whole COVID thing and you know, like, like I'm like, man, I ain't been to I ain't been a Juma in so long. But the real reason that I got you here was to give you your flowers. You, you know what I mean? To let you know, like I say, the how instrumental and how inspirational you were to me. Because of the Muslim that I met, you know what I'm saying? I didn't, you know, we didn't run the streets together, but I know your background. You know what I mean? And I, but that's not the person I met. I met the Muslim, Jermaine. You know what I mean? And that brother taught me a lot. Taught me more than any other Muslim on earth. No cap. So I just had to show you the respect and, and the love why you can still hear it. You know what I mean? Like, and we right around the corner from each other and we gonna, we gonna work on getting that six figures back. We gonna link up. You know what I mean? Don't even worry about it. That's coming back to us. You know what I mean? And, and, but we gonna do it the right way. But I just wanted to let you know that, you know, I love you and I respect I you. And that's why I wanted to do this and get in the mix with you and build with somebody real. You know what I mean? Because everybody ain't going to be the ideal Muslim. You know what I mean? Throw that out the window. Ain't no such thing. Ideal Muslim is the only, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who, uh, Allah would make gracious, all our praise and worship to do to Allah. It's, um, it's Allah is the one who knows who's pious and who's not. Right. Right, and so it's many, it's many sayings or hadiths with the Prophet Sallallahu Wasallam, and taught us about um, where it's a, who's going to be in the hellfire, and there's going to be a whole lot of learned people in the hellfire because mm-hmm. their intent was to learn, not to be boastful in their teachings. It's people in that uh, that gave in the and so that say they gave in the efforts of Allah, but they did it to, to you know what I'm saying to boost up their own self esteem to boost up the, again boastful. All this is going to lead to boastfulness, right? Mm-hmm. So Ill intentions, basically. You, you weren't doing the shit for the right reason. Boosting. You know what I mean? You say boosting. Yeah, you know you, what I'm saying? Cap <laughs> Right. Boosies and boosy niggas, right? <laughs> so um, the thing is this, right? It's like don't ever, for a person that's out there that's striving, if you people, I don't know, you know what I'm saying? May Allah, may Allah allow this to be one of your biggest podcasts ever. I mean. Inshallah, I mean. And maybe the ones who's striving out there to get to it, uh, take your shot. Don't wait. Don't, I know people be saying that. Um, I, I'm like, I'm gonna wait. I got it. You ain't. You would never. It wouldn't. You would never succeed in that per that perfection. I got to get my life together for. Nah. Take a take a take a step towards Allah, and pray that Allah keep you grounded in efforts to seeking Allah, because it's different levels of faith, right? You right. know what I'm saying. Right. And so you want to get to his son. His son is is worshiping Allah as he is there. Mm-hmm. Right. You want iman. You want to be a believer. So you got to work to get to from going from a Muslim to Iman. You know what I'm saying? Then you want to get to Iksan. So, inshallah, most of us, it's, some of us probably be at Iksan and we don't even know that we got that type of worship. With. We don't even know it. And you, a lot of times you want to know until you die. Right, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. And, and it don't matter how you think you live and you ain't going to know how you lived until Yom Kiyama. You know what I mean? You're, you're not going to know until the day of judgment. What type of Muslim you were? But you can, you can, you can sense it. We can sense it. The living can sense it amongst the dead because the the, the dead believers they don't die, right? Allah, that's in the Quran. That's 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 a, that's a ayat. Right. That is the words of Allah. Our believers, the believers don't die, so they always here. Our, our answer, I believe in ancestors. I know a lot of Muslim niggas don't like to talk about ancestors. <laughs> them stupid niggas. You know what I'm saying? But 
they here. Allah told us that. Allah told us that. So, like with my mom, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have to have a certain title. My mom, Janazza, was one of the biggest the cities ever seen. Right. Wallahi. Right. I, you know right. what I'm saying? One of the biggest the city ever seen. My mama was, like, I, I'm telling you, I'm telling you story. My mama was a gangster. You know what I'm saying? As far as, like, she was really, like, a person in the mix. You know what I'm saying? And she was really, but she, her heart was so genuine and with every effort she did with loving that she kept, that she took in all these kids that was, like I said, the story I'll tell you from the scene from neglect and, 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 and abuse and all this stuff. And she and took all these kids and she humbled the community by doing that. Because you already know a bunch of scumball niggas was around. They don't like that. Only one, only want to do is, is is using that manipulative power that they got over sisters to 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 keep somebody down. That's right. What, that's what whole niggas do. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. A whole bunch of whole ass niggas growing up. Facts. That grew up to be old whole ass. Old whole ass nigga. Right. You still ain't upset? What? What? See, I say <laughs> if you a pussy at twelve at twenty one, you want to. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> that that shit don't change. Yeah, but humbly lot, you can't. A, a lot do you? A lot. My lot. Increase those who did mature and 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 and, and rectify their um, affairs with Allah and become better human because I've seen that with my own eyes too. You know what I'm saying? So I'm saying that to say this: like, don't stress, don't stress about your dean. Like, don't stress about not having a perfect touch with a perfect uh, enunciation of, of of Arabic. Right. I ain't got it. I ain't got it at all. You know what I'm saying? It's so much stuff a Muslim can do to enhance their love. And enhance their relationship with Allah. Let's say that. Just simple stuff, man. Treat people the way they're supposed to be treated. Right. Simple. Right. That's that's, a, that's like one of the cl- most clearest and easiest prophetic attributes you can ever have. Is treat people the way they're supposed to be treated. Don't strive to be perfect. Just strive to be decent. If you strive to be decent, that's 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 half of the fucking battle right there. That's making it, efforts in life. You know what I'm saying? Oh, John, we, we oh my popping, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so, like I said, my brother, I wanted to come on here and you know build with you, politic with you, get you some info, give you, let you give some information to the people. Yeah. But I wanted to give you your flowers. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to let you know the person that you were to me. I appreciate you. And very instrumental and influential in my journey in Islam. And shit, I love you. And I'm about to, so this is about to be the second segment of Storytime with Tariq. So I'm going to tell you the actual story of how I became Muslim. And I told this story on my uh, Instagram page before, but now I'm about to give it to the podcast. So y'all get ready. So this is my journey to my Shahada, right? So uh, in 2004, I get found guilty. I get sent to prison. 2005, I leave the county and I get to... Uh, Jackson. So I'm in Jackson and I call my mom, which y'all heard about on the, lab, on the last podcast, and she was like, you need to read your Bible. So I'm on 22-hour lockdown. I'm in my cell for 22 hours. I got all the time in the world, and that's the only book they give you is the Bible. Mm. So I cracked it open. I read the Bible, cover to cover. And I'm like, damn, that was, that was kind of dope. But I got some questions. So, alright, maybe I don't understand. I read it again. Then I read it again. Then I read it again. Mm. I read the Bible five times cover to cover in less than a month, right? <clears throat> so when I get to my first prison, I run into a brother who, you know, I love dearly, uh, Arthur X. He's in the Nation of Islam. Mm. So we talking in the day room, and I'm, like, I'm asking him questions about the Bible. He's like, yeah, like, you got all these questions, but the answers ain't in there. Like, have you looked at the Quran? I'm like, 
No, I ain't never seen a crown. You know what I'm saying? Like, like no. So I hop on the phone and I call my Aunt Pam and I'm like, Aunt Pam, I need you to send me a Quran because you see, like, I'll send you any book you want. So she would just buy the book. She would go to the bookstore, pay for the book, and they would ship it to the prison because it had to come straight from the bookstore. They would ship it to the prison. I'd get a call out, go pick up my property. So I get the book and Wallahi, to the best of my knowledge, I'm not going to say that this is exact, but to the best that I remember, the first story that I turned to was Al-Kaf, Surah 18, the story of Musa, alayhi salam, and the teacher. So, Surah 18, ayat 60 through 80, right? So, and I'm about to tell the story. So, uh, the story goes, it's Musa, Moses, and his attendant. They're going on a journey. And on this journey, they take this fish. And, you know, he was like, we're going to bring this fish just in case we get hungry, right? So, him and his attendant go on. They're walking this path by the lake. And unbeknownst to them, the fish that they took for lunch, the dead fish, crawls back into the river. And so they keep walking because they don't know that it happened. And so they get to the, uh, he's like, all right, it's time to eat. Like, you know what I'm saying? Let's, let's cook the fish and let's eat. So the attendant says, the devil made me do it. You know, it's an Arabic translation, but basically he's saying the devil made me do it. Like, I forgot to tell you that the fish went back into the river. So obviously the dead fish that they took for lunch didn't go back into the damn river. That's a metaphor for their secular knowledge the fish was what moses knew of the world up until that point but he's on his journey to become a prophet so your secular knowledge is no good here you need to learn divine knowledge and he says that's the spot where we need to go back to so they retrace their steps and they go back to that point in the river and when they get back there they see the teacher kidder they see kidder he's standing right there and he say you, Musa alayhi salam says, you're who I've been looking for. Let me go with you. And Kidder like, nah, bro, like, you're not, you're not ready for this journey. You, you, you're not ready for this. And he say, Moses is begging him, please, please take me with you, take me with you. And he says, all right, I'm going to take you, but don't ask me any questions about anything you see. He was like, make me that promise. He was like, I promise. So he goes, him and the teacher go on. So as they're going on their journey, they see a boat. And Kither pokes a hole in the boat and sinks the boat. And Musa like, why you just do that to that man's boat? He say, didn't I tell you not to ask me no questions? Moses, oh, man, you're right, you're right, my bad, my bad, I messed up. So they go on, and then they get to a village. And the people won't receive them. Back in those times, if you were a stranger coming to a village, the people had to receive you, offer you food, shelter, water, blah, blah, blah. But the people were rude and didn't offer them anything. So... They're about to leave the village, and he sees the fence outside of the village is broken. And Kither fixes it. And Musa like, why you fix that and they wouldn't even receive us? He like, bro, didn't I tell you don't ask me no questions? He, oh, man, you right, you right, Musa. All right, you right. If I ask you anything more, then we could part ways. So he like, all right, let's go. So they go on, and they see a little boy. And Kither kills the little boy. Kills him. On sight. Kills him. A kid. <laughs> Musa like, yo, you bugging, bro. Like, you just killed this kid. He's like, this is the point where we must part ways. But before you go, let me tell you the nature of the things you could not stand. He says, as for the boat, it belonged to a righteous man. And there was a king coming, seizing people's boats by force. I wanted to render it defective so he can keep his boat. He can patch the hole and still keep his boat. He says, as for the fence, 
there was a treasure beneath the fence belonging to two orphans in that village. I didn't want anybody to find their treasure, so I fixed the fence so when they get old enough, they can retrieve what's theirs. He says, as for the little boy, he was going to grow up to be a tyrant and kill thousands. I've killed him to save the lives of thousands. They replaced, they replaced, they replaced with the righteous son. Right, and, and, and replaced their son with the righteous son. He said, I've saved thousands by killing this one. This is the nature of the things you could not stand. And when I read this story, First time picking up the Quran, I read this story. It was mind-blown emoji. I could not stop. I'm like, yo. And I, I, so I run back to AX, and I tell him exactly what I just told y'all. And he's like, yeah, it's, it should get deeper. Ooh, look at this, and look at this. And my mind just opened. So, I, like I say, in there, I didn't really rock with the Sunnis in prison. I studied with the Nation of Islam, and I studied with the, the Moors, the Moorish Science Temple of America. So when I come home in 2010, I've been studying this whole time. So from my first year up into 2010, when I come home, I get on Facebook. My sister sets up my Facebook account. I get on Facebook and I'm talking. And by what I'm saying, PJ reaches out to me. Who's Full- PJ? <laughs> <laughs> Your ex reaches out to me. My ex-wife. Your ex-wife reaches out to me like, what's up, bro? And I'm looking at pictures of PJ like, this ain't the PJ that I left. She's head to toe garbed up, hijab, everything. I'm like, wow. So she like, bro, like you Muslim? I'm like, not technically, but I've been studying. And whoop. she like, come to Juma with me. That following Friday, she picks me up in my apartment and she takes me to the Muslim center. This is the first time I've been, because like I said, I wasn't rocking with the Sunnis. I've never seen a Juma. I've been reading the Quran for five years. Mm. I go and I see a Juma and I'm like, oh, this is it. This is where I need to be. The next Friday, I, I hit her up during that week. I'm like, yo, uh, take me back up there. Mm. She's like, you going to take your Shahada? I'm like, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So I take my Shahada. After we go back to Juma, I take the Shahada. Uh, Naeem gave me a prayer rug. Imam Khalil gave me a Quran. And shortly after, shortly thereafter, I meet you. And you helped me along my journey. And that's really why I wanted to do this podcast. Subhanallah. 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 <laughs> so, yeah, that's my journey to Islam. This is the brother who helped me in the beginning. And I love this brother dearly. And I wanted him to hear it from my mouth and give him his flowers right now while he can still smell them. Allah, man, I appreciate you, brother. And I, um, you know what I'm saying? Cats like me. We don't get too much recognition, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I play the back a lot. I do a lot of work. We know, we know I do a lot. But I play the back, man, and I don't really, you know what I'm saying? So, but one thing I did have been learning the last few years uh, from people around your age, you know what I'm saying? Even though I'm about four or five years older than you and a little bit younger, even people my older than me, is that Allah, I, I do got a place, you know what I'm saying, in, in, in people's hearts. Thanks. So I don't, I don't take... Um, I don't take like take that lightly, and I do try to understand because I, you know, so who don't want that? That you know, the nigga and me always want that extra influence. I want a hundred k, a hundred thousand followers, and <laughs> you know, what I'm saying all that dumb shit. But at the same time, man, to see how people um, gravitate towards my honesty because I, I don't like I don't like saying that realism shit or all that. All that extra shit niggas say nowadays. I mean, my honesty. I'm honest. I try to be honest as much as I possibly can. Voila. You know what I'm saying? So, and uh, and try to be honorable. 
Like, I, I, I'm not, if you leave a dollar on my table, I ain't gonna, on your, on, on your table, if you leave a dollar around me, I'm not gonna try to take your dollar. I don't, I don't, I don't take honor in mess with niggas' wives and women and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? I ain't never try to short nobody when, you know what I'm saying, them when money was getting exchanged. You feel me? I ain't saying I'm perfect. I am, shit, that's, that's corny as hell, but I ain't saying, like, I ain't never been in situations where shit got crossed and shit got real and maybe I fucked up. I fucked up a lot. I fuck I fuck up often. You know what I'm saying? I fucks up a lot. But I try my hardest to be an honorable person. So if I say I'm gonna do something, that don't mean I'm gonna do it to set I could be wrong in the tape at the time I gave it to you, but I, I'm gonna try my hardest to do it. You know what I'm saying? So for you reaching out to me and you've been trying to get me in for a minute and I'll be like, you know what I'm saying, my mom just died and you know, I had a baby you know what I'm saying? Like, it's heavy load on a real nigga right now. Yeah, but <laughs> that, that's that's a real balance, though. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's that, that's a real balance right there. Yeah, it's you know what I mean, load for me. So, yeah. I, and I ain't the type of cat that I, I take shit hard. So, right, I ain't gonna never be a type of person that say to just tell somebody get over it and just suck it up and be strong. None of that shit. Now, take your time. Black people don't, and I, you know what I'm saying? Black people don't take the time to heal. Agreed. We don't take the time to mourn. Agreed. We don't take the time to grieve, especially black men. For real, especially and black all we men. do is bury. Like nigga, past couple years, even my daddy died. And I, I, I'm just starting to tell that shit now. My daddy died. I was 19. I was in jail. You know what I'm saying? I don't even remember why I was in jail. I was just knucklehead doing knucklehead shit. I was in jail. You know what I'm saying? My mama bailed me out. Her and my sister picked me up, and they was like, "Daddy did." I said, "They was laughing and smiling like that." Cause my daddy been sick. He, he messed around and, and and got sick. Let's say that. <laughs> so I'm gonna honor him. He messed around and got sick. Right. Okay. Right. <laughs> so uh, he been sick for a few years. So yeah, they picked me up and they um, tell my daddy was dead. So that day on, for the last twenty something, I've been burying loved ones. My best friend, one of my best friends from high school, killed himself in '97. So I, it just leads into all this shit, right? And so now it was starting to compound. Like, by me, the more I, I extended myself to the community, the more I took on responsibility to the community, the more people I started loving, mm-hmm. right? So within the last 10 years, I've been bearing loved ones. Loved ones, bro. You know what I'm saying? So I'm taking it. Like, I ain't trying to force myself back to work. You know what I'm saying? They can kiss my ass. If they can fit in a fire, they can do that. I'm trying to get all that, all that FMLA I could possibly can get. Cause <laughs> fuck this shit. Right, this shit right. This suck, bro. Right. And then losing your mama. Right. Who was a real one? You know what I'm saying? My mom was to clash all the time because I thought I was her dick because I didn't like some decisions that she made. A lot of them, but obviously what she was doing got her enough prayers to refer to Antigena. You know what I'm saying? For real, I wish I can. If if I get half of that, and I mean, you know, some line up people don't know people that love you making that type of sincere efforts to. Praying for your journey to Jenner, Jenner for dose, the highest level of Jenner. If I get half of that, bro, I did my job. I don't know if you know <laughs> your impact, though. Yeah, I, I, don't pay attention to I, I don't know if you know. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can go years without talking. Right. I will never forget you. Ever. Like, you meant that much to me in my life. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't got no brothers, but like you, my my motherfucking brother. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's the reason I want to do. It. And 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 nobody asks a man enough. I ain't gonna say nobody, but it's not asked enough 
how are you doing? Right. And which is why I'm like, bro, we live right around the corner from each other. I don't give a damn what's going on. You want to sit in this bitch and cry? We can sit in this bitch and cry. Right. You know what I'm saying? You my nigga. So if that's what we got to do, if we got to go for a walk, if we got to go to the gym, if we got to read some Quran, whatever we got to do, right. I'm here and I'm extending that to you. I'm anytime. Right on. Call me whenever. Right on. You know what I mean? I'll drop anything for you. And I want to let you know that. I appreciate it, man. I love you too. You know what I'm saying? And, and I just, for the listeners, inshallah, it's going to, again, it's going to, it's going to circulate. We're going to, we're going to let it circulate. And anybody who know me know they know how much I love, right? And I just I just end it right there, how much I love. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I want people to understand that, like, being a real nigga do not have to consist of you being a screw-faced ass buffoon. Thanks. Okay? Um, being a man ain't got nothing to do with that. Men are lovers, right? It ain't no pause and no home or none of that bullshit. Men are lovers. The greatest men that we ever known in this life are the greatest lovers we can ever think of. From 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 Adam, Alayhi Salam, all the way down to the the great saints like Malcolm X. Right, Malcolm. Like, like Imam Worthy Muhammad. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like Muhammad Ali. Right. Lo- loved their people. Love. Loved. You know what I'm saying? People. Love until they sacrifices their everything to let you know that you got this love. Right. And they was young men. Oh my God. Right? You know what I'm saying? All of them, all of them were younger than me. Like they was younger than me when they died. Besides Muhammad Ali, except Muhammad Ali and Waymo right. Worth need. Right. A lot, a lot of them to grow older. But I'm saying they, they, they made the efforts at night and at the ages that a lot of us are just jumping off the porch. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, and I use them as examples because that's those were the faces. Those are and those you can't take nothing Elijah Muhammad, but those were the X. Big. Those were the three faces of Islam in America. You know what I'm saying? So the black man was the face of Islam in America. And they took that. So they lock up Imam Jamil. May Allah, be, may Allah preserve him. They killed my 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 son's grandfather, Imam Luqman, Rahim Allah. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm cut for that cloth. You know what I'm saying? My, again, my father was an was a FOI. He was, a, he was under direct orders from John Muhammad, Elijah Muhammad's baby brother. So I don't come for no bullshit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, but I just be chilling. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, 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 and I and I appreciate you, man. You know what I'm saying. And I, I sometimes I be cringing over the shit you do because I'm I, that's how big brothers do. I do right. it to my little brothers. I can't even talk to this little hard headed ass nigga. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> but I look at all y'all like, under me. Not on no son shit. I don't son no fucking body. I don't believe in sonning nobody. You know what I'm saying. I look at y'all as potential to be better than me. You know what I'm saying? I look at y'all to be potentially better than me, even from my blood brothers to my to my extended blood brothers, like yourself. That's heavy. You know what I'm saying? And 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 I pray that Allah preserve y'all to make that effort. And whatever you got that's doing good, enhance that. Whatever you got to work on to 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 suffice the vices. You know what I'm saying? Work on that too, because we got we have obligations. Conscious black men have obligations to our people, to our to our to our youngins. Right. Right. Agreed. No matter how much gutter ass shit we used to and around and done, we got obligations to our we got obligations to our youngins. And not just young black men, but young black women. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like we like we were just saying shit, we got daughters. Yeah. So yeah, I mean don't tell don't tell yeah, don't let's 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 kill that. Tell your boys one thing and tell your daughters one thing because that's gonna keep that's gonna be that's gonna just consistently, 
You know, and I know your audience, so I ain't trying to build no preachy shit. You know what I'm saying? But I, I really want people just to really take to really try to put our best foot for especially black people. Right. Because our lack of morality is the reason that why we suffering the way we suffering. Because all we had was a law. God. Relationship with Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Not saying Jesus God. I'm saying that's what got us through. That was gave us the fire to to to, to crack these crackers. Right. Every law changed in this country because of us. Every single law. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's resilience. So uplift the resilience. Um, uplift morality. Uplift love. Uplift and, and be stable. And stabilize your blackness. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Stabilize your baby. Some stable black folks. You know what I'm saying? Just keep it gangster, man. Go out here and do real shit. Do real things, man. Treat people the way they want to be treated and Hopefully, man, uh, the same way that you see me, you know what I'm saying, may Allah accept. I hope that Allah just a, just a morsel see me and more, more so of the way you, you view me. Alhamdulillah, that would give me a place of where I want to be when I leave this place. You know I, what mean, I mean, Alhamdulillah. I mean. Yeah, man, with that, you can't follow that. With that, we're going to wrap this up, man. Like I say, I just wanted to give my brother his flowers and, you know. I hope Allah hears us. I mean, I mean, I mean. People said they was down for me, switched up. They was looking down on me. Now I'm up. Wish you would have stuck with me. Now you stuck. Cause somebody else hating every time I look up. Can't keep me down.